0: all right guys this is part two of our la versus midwest with our friend and la native jennifer enjoy just let's just go on to the next question (laughs) oh my god um tourism do you feel like tourists are a problem do you driving wise just being in the way wise, like not knowing how things go. Like, Yeah, how you get you, annoyed. Yeah, like how do you feel about tourism? Because tourism happens for you like all year round. Oh my God, I'm so red. It's so hot in here.
1: Oh, girl, same. <laughs> because uh, oh, like,
0: like, here, we only had like a tourist, pro- like quote unquote problem a week out of the year. But it's all year round for you. It's just certain areas. So like how i wouldn't say it's like, yeah
1: sorry what, what did you say joanna
2: yeah I, I guess i wouldn't say that it's like tourists do flock to like the high touristy areas but those tourists turn into movers like moi so <laughs> it kind of depends for me
1: um i feel like mm, i feel like it's not so easy to talk about tourism in terms of like, Oh my God, I hate it. Or am oh I going to, you know, because like tourists can be annoying, but I feel like we get so many tourists that, and they're from all over the world um, that it kind of depends on where they're from and stuff. Cause some tourists are really cool and they're, you know, non-problematic, but like a lot of tourists just, I don't know. They're just, they can be really annoying. Um, I will say, personally, as a native Los Angeles who's born and raised here, um, I hate that a lot of tourists, or like 90% of tourists, go to Hollywood, sunset, orange area because, like, that's just not LA. That's movie LA. And, like, even movie LA, like, e- even being actually on Sunset and being on, like, Highland and all those streets, like, it's dirtier than it looks. It's not that bougie. <laughs> um, and, like, I think because it's tourist, a touristy part of town, like, locals, like, avoid it, like, the plague. Like, we really don't like it.
2: Yeah. I literally only go there. My mom likes T-shirts on the strips. So I buy her T-shirts. But I have not. I literally... <laughs> stay away from Sunset and Highland at all costs. There's no yeah. reason for me to put myself through that torture.
1: Yeah. Like I think the first time I actually went out to hang out there was when I was like 22 and we happened to go to a bar out there and I was like, this is boring. Like there's so many other cool places you could go to. Um, so I feel like in that context, like I sometimes don't like that tourists come here and then they leave and that's like, the impression they have of LA is that it's just like people selling shirts and like a freaking gentleman's club like on the corner and next to a bar like that this is not the entirety of what LA is and I hate that people think that, that that's what it is
2: yeah um
1: but um
2: yeah I don't know sorry <laughs> I guess uh, working in the hotel industry, I do see a lot of different types of tourists. And for the most part, they're super excited and super fun. But I have a problem. If you come to L.A. and you don't do your research, you just jump out here expecting what, what like, where are you kind of expecting? Because um, I feel like that's why people get so disappointed because they don't know what they're doing when they come here. Like you said, they flock to tourist areas versus like everybody thinks L.A. is a city. And I'm like, it's a county, Mm -hmm. like a city in LA that you want to explore and then go to town in that city. Cause you can find unique things that you can do. Um, just
0: like, yeah, that's a good tell or tell sign of like, who is a tourist and who's not like, where do you live? Or like, I'm going to LA. Where in LA? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cause it's like, because me, I would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going to to L.A. to go see my friend. And if I was talking to you, you'd be like, okay, but, like, where? Yeah, I'd be like, where are you staying? And
2: then if they tell me Inglewood, I'd be like, oh, you didn't do your research.
1: <laughs> Wait, why Inglewood? <laughs> I don't know. I
2: always think of, like, Inglewood, and there's this one street in Inglewood that I, like, drove down. I was looking for apartments, and I was like, this is the projects, this is the projects, but Inglewood mm-hmm. is up and coming. It, it honestly is like, it's, it's not going to be like what it is now. It's probably going to be really nice, really like they're building up a lot of shops, which is kind of sad because all the mom pop shops that we were talking about are probably going to get kicked out and have to find somewhere yeah. else to go. Um, yeah. That's what that's the real, that's the real part of living in a business, seeing gentrification firsthand. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to say, like, tourism here, the only problem is the driving, because Michigan has such weird streets, and our hometown, like, downtown area where it's the most busy, we have so many one-way streets, and a lot of people don't know that. So we'll have so many people going down one ways, fucking not understanding what a Michigan U-turn is, fucking holding up... What the hell is that? Okay, so... and Instead of a... Ma- so like major roads okay we have there's mm-hmm. two major in- roads at an intersection instead of having a turn section at the intersection we'll have mm-hmm. you go forward about a quarter of a mile and then there'll be like this um u-turn area where it's like cement blocks kind of like guiding you so you can do a UE and go the other way and then turn
2: yeah, and sometimes there'll be traffic lights that'll help you so that you're not just waiting there and waiting for traffic to stop because it is. So I got into a whole fight about somebody, what a freeway and what a highway is. I would call it <laughs> the highway. Um, it's on a highway. So you have street lights that'll help you break the traffic to do a U-turn instead of having to wait.
0: That's a freeway. Freeway has lights. Highway is the one where you can go like 80. See, he disagreed.
1: That's- no, no, no. no. Wait, what? Here in L.A., a freeway has no lights. A highway has lights you can stop at or get off on.
0: Maybe it's like a dip. Maybe it's different because we're in different sides of the country. But no, a highway here okay. is like what you turn on to when you go 80 and like there's no lights. You just go and then there's exits. Okay, a freeway, so
2: is, I thought it has it has to have more than four lanes. that are all going the same way.
0: Because that, that's,
2: that's basically what Chicago would be like you have like you have the chicago skyway it's all these lanes you're going straight and then you have like yeah she's gonna look it up i am gonna
1: look it up yeah i was like are we gonna google this or what (laughs) but um that sounds fucking tight that you guys have those you i need to look this up like actually yeah i'm gonna look up what they look like because i don't think we could ever manage that shit here in l.a a People highway would crash and die.
0: Road that connects two cities, whereas a freeway is limit, limited and controlled access roads connecting city outskirts and rural areas. Intersection points there are in highways to gain access along ramps, whereas in freeways the intersections have lights.
1: Wow! What the fuck? I've been lied to my whole life. G <laughs> uh, are you still there? I think Joanna froze.
0: All right. We are all back. Technical difficulties is a bitch. Um, yes. But we were just about to talk about the dating scene. We were going to, like, what's the difference between dating in the Midwest and dating out in L.A.? Joanna has both, you know, in, introspectives, and Jen and I are kind of, uh,
1: a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, so the question that Emily had asked was, um, oh wait, no, you just asked it. Oh my God. Why am I saying that? Cut that out. (laughs) Sorry. Um, but I was telling her, like, I think you're asking like the wrong person because I've never really like dated. I've had like crushes on people and then just got into a relationship with them. Like, which is probably why I haven't had like that many relationships to begin with, but yeah, I've never really dated, so I couldn't be really the representative for dating in LA. But I will. I was telling Emily, like, I do think that it's maybe more fun to date in LA because there's so much you can do. Like, it doesn't have to be a dinner and a movie. You know, you could like um, go to a barcade in K Town. You can uh, go karaoke. You could go to the beach and go to a nice restaurant. Um, you know you can go to like flower fields or museums or whatever it is like so in that sense I feel like maybe it's more fun but then again they're not so creative out here the locals the locals no trash I mean <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, mean, I don't know
2: LA is trash like out trash
1: out here
0: it's Dating is so damn boring, especially when you're under 21. Because I'm I'm gonna stick to hometown, and then I'll kind of talk about dating out here. Um, growing like dating in our hometown was lit, like so boring. One, I had like you know a high school sweetheart together basically all four years. Don't 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 give you that lid. That's, that's I know I know I know I know. I was gonna say that's not a cute lid. <laughs> She, like, did the puppy dog face, like, aw, like, no. Uh, (laughs) Um, But, like, really, there was – there's just, like, there's nothing to do. The only thing that was Mm – you could do was, like, underage, drink, get high and go to Myers, go to the movies, and then we had BAM, which was a bowling alley that, like, up until recently – just got an arcade and a laser tag place. So, I mean, like, if you're up for that, yeah, yeah. so like, if you're up for that, that's really cool. But yeah, after a while, it's just like, what is there to do unless you want to travel hella fucking far away? Which you know, growing up, you don't, you either can't do or don't want to do. Yeah,
2: you drive, which like, we didn't drive up until we. When did you get your car?
0: I got my car when I was 16.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah. big The big 16, boy. 17. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, like, I can't really speak too much on dating in our hometown because I didn't really... I wasn't really looking. I mean, I dated when I was like, younger, younger, but I don't think that technically counts because, like, I was hot shit when I was younger, doing shit that I shouldn't have been doing.
0: That... Yeah, she means like younger, younger.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs>
2: preschool, younger is when I was like a really into boys. I was like really boy crazy, and damn then, girl. Yeah, and then I started going to Chicago every summer, and that released a whole other boy crazy fit because in the big city like Chicago, they're like. If you're from Chicago, you know the kind of boys that are out there. So (laughs) we're just at the park, having fun, doing whatever, shooting the shit. Um, Yeah. But when I got into high school, I was, like, focused, didn't really think about anything like that. Um, So I I was on the apps when I was back there, but, like, that's it. I can't really speak too much on dating in my hometown. I can speak
1: more of dating in L.A.
0: I want to say, like, I dated, but my dates were like my like dating life is very situational, like high school sweetheart. And then the next guy was someone that like I went to like, I guess I kind of dated in college. I dated this one guy for a few months. It wasn't really anything that was just by chance. And then I almost married a dude I used to work with. And that was because we used to work together. That's how we met. Like we were there all every day. It was kind of like uh, situational, like I said. You said uh, that you
2: these kind in situational uh, relationships.
0: Yeah, I want to say like that's my dating life. It's very situational, which is why I think dating out here is a little harder. Because I've gone on dates, and like like you said, there is a lot more to do. Because like now I'm out here in Metro Detroit, Detroit area. There's a lot more to do. Like so, it's been kind of fun, but at the same time. I haven't really been interested in dating too much since my last big breakup. Yeah. So I can't say that it's too different. There's just more to do. Well, I'm having a hot girl summer. <laughs> I was going to say, Joanna, yeah, <laughs> you're the one that's out, <laughs> out- yeah. yeah. I'm
2: not even lying. Like, I've had, like, probably... Seven, I want to say roughly like six or seven dates since January, which is apps. when I started actually like dating ferociously. Before then, I would go on a date here and there if I found the person interesting. Um, I'm on the apps, I've been on all the apps since I was like very, very young. So, the ones to be on if you're looking for a relationship, Hinge is the way to go. If you're looking for volume, and not having to put in a lot of effort, POF is the way to go. If you're looking for uh, fucks with intention, Bumble. If you're looking for just fucks, Tinder. So pick, pick where you want to be in life and go. That's
1: so interesting.
2: Um, <laughs> write that down. What? Because it's just, that's, that's realistically what it is. I've been on each and every one of the apps before they were a fucking app, but when they were just websites. So that is
1: so ever. funny
2: <laughs> we could do a whole episode on just dating and dating apps and I could just
1: run. oh it my out. god I would love that <laughs> yeah Dan, you need to
0: come back for another episode this is great
1: <laughs> whenever you guys want whenever you guys want um <laughs> um but sorry go ahead Joanna I didn't to uh, it you off
2: yeah i've tried not to do the situational ones because i've dated somebody at my workplace before and that was a shit show so i just don't do it anymore no matter how cute you are no matter how much i want to be with you it will never happen that's why when i leave me green I'm, I'm gonna make business cards and i'm gonna just be like i always thought you were cute call me i always thought you were cute call me I always thought you were cute. um when i quit
0: because you should get one me. of those um stamps that has your fucking go yeah, you to about, about Vegas, has.
1: I'll be like <laughs> call me. Like fly Snapchat, me.
0: Instagram, oh, you know.
2: Call wow. me fly me out.
0: That is some boss bitch shit. I would love Honestly. It. I wonder how long it would take to get one of those
2: made.
0: I mean, Etsy should they they should things really fast.
2: So definitely Yeah. Um yeah, so LA, like you can <clears throat> your da- your dating experience is what you make it in LA personally. Um I like you guys know, I found myself into a situation shift that could have been great. It um and then I am talking to somebody right now and he's pretty cool. Uh but other than that, you know, I'm just I'm in the wind.
1: In the wind.
2: <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> oh my god like crazy we have
1: we have synced with each other
0: emily <laughs> um that 30 seconds of talking was all we needed
1: oh my god <laughs> um yeah Ju, i i think that's so cool that you're just like hella i don't know i feel like people who date are brave as fuck because i just don't really like surprises like that and i feel like uh, See, yeah. I would
0: be so scared. I would be so iffy to date out there just because I'm into true crime and I'm into the stigma of, like, California equals serial killers. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you give me that look. But, like, okay, Juana, Juana, when you watch that Richard R- Rodriguez documentary, you were scared to walk out of that house. Don't lie to me.
2: Richard Rodriguez. Do you mean Night
0: Ramirez? Ramirez. Wow, Rodriguez.
2: Girl, I don't know people's names. I know him as Night Stalker. We just like my my boys that I talk to. We don't give them names until they mean something.
0: <sighs> it's true. Can I can I tell you uh, what you asked me earlier?
2: What I asked you earlier
0: on Snapchat.
2: What did I ask you earlier?
0: Okay, I'm just gonna ask, and if not, I'll cut it out. But remember, she had literally asked me. She's like, hey when you change people's names on Snapchat, does it let you know that you changed their names? And I'm like, I don't know, change my name. So she changed it and nothing. So she was like, cool. I just wanted to know for the guys <laughs> I'm dating. And I'm like, I
1: <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I was like,
0: damn, she got to put her hose in order.
2: Given okay context to that because i know that some guys that i need to talk to watch or listen to this um i'm only talking to one guy right now because i only have the energy and stamina for one personality at a time sometimes um and he's very at least like the times that we've been talking he's very stable he's very calm he's very sagittarius oh
1: yeah you're gonna date yourself
2: At for now, we'll see. Sometimes I can't <laughs> see. Um, anyways, the dude that I wanted to change his name, which I blocked him, I wanted to change him his name to Pornstache
1: because he like looked, from Orange is the New yeah, Black.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he literally was like being super freaky towards me, and he had a full-on handlebar mustache.
0: Ew, God, mustaches are so fucking gross oh my god I hate mustache like if you have like a full like beard like full face beard mustache combo going on I can deal with that do not ever if we date out there if you're a man ever have a mustache and fucking goatee or whatever those soul patches I don't care for (laughs) it And if you cannot grow a full face, that's fine. Shave your shit, because I I can't.
1: <laughs> okay, I agree, but let me raise you this. Have you ever looked at Pedro Pascal? That's he got crazy. a mustache, girl. He, he doesn't have do a He can do
0: absolutely no wrong in my eyes. He can look at <laughs> he wants to.
1: I can't say about exactly. mustaches because
2: Tig has a mustache and he can get it every day. Um there are just like several like Morris Chestnut all day every day. Um, Michael Ealy, all day every day.
0: I'm sorry. Oh girl. <laughs> I cannot read. Can get it. Oh my god. I don't like if he ever listens by the off chance, I'm single. And I don't care what time it is of the the rest of my life it is, I'm single.
1: Girl, my boyfriend knows if I ever see Pedro Pascal on site, it is I have awkward. permission. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Sorry, girl. Sorry. We got on a tangent about mustaches. <laughs> um.
0: So here's kind of like a deeper question. Do you think growing up in LA has kind of affected your general like empathy towards the general public say because there are a lot of like homeless people there are a lot of people that try to like you know scam and all that stuff so like do you feel like it's a lot easier for you to kind of turn a blind eye to other situate to like not favorable situations or you know, like, do you feel like it kind of affected that in any type
1: of way? Um, I mean, like, before I say this, like, um, a lot of people tell me that I'm already just generally, um, empathetic. Um, but that being said, no, I don't think it's easier. I don't think it makes it easier to be empathetic because uh, I think because there's so many people here, like you were saying earlier, like anybody could be anybody. So if someone is driving hecka slow in traffic or, you know, I don't know, like somebody at the grocery store pisses me off, I don't automatically think like, oh, maybe they're having a bad day. I'm just like, what the hell? Why did you come here and ruin my day? You know, Um, so I wouldn't say that I'm super empathetic because I'm from Los Angeles
0: right so like for example like if you were walking down the street and you saw a homeless person like would you like that was like actively bothering people would you keep going or would you like hear them out
1: I'll say this I was raised in a family where like every day I was told like oh don't look at the homeless people like that just they're dangerous or like don't walk on that side of the street because there's a homeless person there so actually up until very recently up until like maybe two or three no definitely not two like three or four years ago um i met my boyfriend and he's very he's like the kind of person that anytime there's a homeless person on the street asking for money he doesn't question like well what are they going to use it for uh why can't they get a job like he just regardless you could look like the the most poor homeless person or the most bougie, or not bougie, but you know, like the ones that aren't as dirty. Um, he doesn't care. He'll always give them some form of money or like help. Um, like and his- I used to ask him. For Yeah. And I used to ask him like, why? Like, why do you always give them money? Like maybe that person's just a scammer or whatever. And He was like, because it's not up to me to decide whether they get to live or not, you know, just based on their like, their life choices. Like, um, so I was just kind of like, okay. So then I've kind of had to learn through the years to be uh, more empathetic. And I've also just done a lot more like reading on the homeless, Um, I don't wanna call it pandemic. I think I'm thinking pandemic because of COVID, but like, there's just a huge crisis of homelessness in LA um and i've you know
0: uh, epidemic
1: thank you epidemic um so i've kind of learned how to be more empathetic and just kind of see them as like other be other humans um but yeah i definitely wasn't raised to naturally be empathetic to them okay so yeah but Uh, sorry continue no i was gonna say what about you guys
0: um over here, it's a little more different. I want to say like a lot, you, you don't see a lot of homeless people and I'm going to stick strictly to my home t- to like our hometown. Um, I want to say like maybe there was three or four prominent homeless people that I, at least I remember because they would be at the same spot every day, doing the same thing every day. Um, and, It was, like, to the point where, like, you knew they actually needed help. So it was a lot easier to just, you know, pass them a couple bucks, buy them a sandwich. Because, like, you knew that they weren't scamming. The people that were were really fucking stupid about it. Because I want to say, like, when we were – it had to be, like, sophomore year of high school. I remember watching this on the news. There was this kid that was trying to scam people out of money in our hometown – but while he was doing it he was wearing the new pair of jordans <laughs> like you're really fucking stupid and like people yeah. pay attention it's like some it's like it was uh, i think it's just different here because it's not so prominent and like you can just you know because it's a daily occurrence with people they don't move around and try to like hit up new places they stay in the same place because that's what they know and i guess it's different because um i don't know i just one i never, know-
2: never watch the news the news is a scary thing to watch every day just a reminder of all the fuck shit that happens in the world don't need it <laughs> um i i guess maybe i just had rose-colored glasses on a lot of like when i was in my hometown because i cannot remember i do remember people standing on the corner asking for money but i just like blocked it out like didn't think about it um and i do remember somebody. Like, the guy that was standing on the corner, the owner of the restaurant he was standing in front of, came to offer him a job, and he was like, no. And then at the end of, like, when he was done asking for money, he got into, like, a brand-new car and drove off. And they called the cops, and he got arrested.
1: Dude. Um, So, but
2: then, like, he probably was making hella bank because people in Holland, yes, they're cheap and frugal, but they're also caring people. Like, there are a lot of people who will go out of their way to do things for other people, at least in my experience. So... Yes, it will piss me off if I'm giving my hard on my my hard-earned money to somebody who doesn't actually need it. Right. But as far as like the homeless people in LA, I'm not even gonna lie. I don't look at it. I like ignore um, and go about my day because that's what I was told is the safest option. You don't know. You you don't know what kind of drugs they're on. You don't know what they're doing, and um, right. You don't know why they're homeless. Yeah. In in like in theory if I have it and I'm like in my car and they're standing on the side of the road, I'll like roll down my window, like a micrometer and then stick the money out and they'll come and like grab it. Um, but like I'm a single woman in LA, my safety comes first.
1: Yeah. 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 I feel like that makes sense. Yeah sorry my answers are not my answers are just
2: like it's just real like this is just what it is it might not no, be like no, no,
0: but well we're not trying to be like fairy tale
2: <laughs> yeah girl
0: think, I'm like I just I don't
2: look at it and I know like in the in, in the future I might be different feel like safer to do more but as of this time like if I have it I'll give it if I'm but I'm not gonna powwow with him on the street <laughs>
1: Yeah, I see you on that. I'm not quite there yet. My my boyfriend does stop talk to them and right. like kind of yeah. checking on them. And I'm six just kind
2: of like, man, six
1: foot respect man. You, sir.
2: They're not gonna do shit to him. They're gonna be like, oh, thanks, man, and then go about their day. They're not gonna be like, well, don't you have any more to give? That's it.
1: That's very true, actually. um If you guys don't mind, a quick sidebar. <laughs> I have, um, so when I was in college. Um, there's only like so many grocery stores around the college and it's really hard to drive in San Diego um, because just things are really far away from each other. Um, Anyway, there was a Whole Foods um, in one of the plazas that my bougie ass roommate liked to, to shop at because she didn't know how to cook. And like, so she, I don't know why it's like her parents just took her to Whole Foods. She lived that bougie life. I had never been in one in my life. I didn't know what the hell it was. Um, And so she took me there and on our way there, there was this like really young guy. He was probably like in his twenties, kind of like sitting like next to like a pole in the alley. And he was like, um, you know, asking for money or whatever. And I didn't have anything to give him. and I felt really bad because I was like, wow, he's so young and he's on the streets. Like, he he must really need help. Um, and my mom told me, well, you, if you can't give them financial means, then offer them a meal. And we went into the Whole Foods and you guys know how they have that. Um, the hot bar. That, yeah, the hot bar thing. Um, I was like, what the fuck? You guys have a whole ass buffet in this grocery store. <laughs> but, um, you know, I saw all that food and I was like you know, I can pay like, I thought it was going to be like eight bucks, but it was like 12 bucks. I can pay however much money to get them a plate of food of like really healthy stuff. Cause they have a bunch of healthy shit at Whole Foods. And so I got him like grilled chicken with some brown rice. And I forget what else I put in there, but it was like a well thought out, whatever you know and then i even got him like an evolution drink which are fucking expensive as hell they're like four dollars a bottle um and so i buy it for him and we walk out and i don't see him in the same spot so i'm like fuck um i don't i don't really want this food but i'll take it if i have to and then i kind of turn around and he's sitting on the floor begging in a different spot and i was like hey like i'm sorry i don't know if you remember me like i bought you this plate of food like I I'm so sorry I don't have more to give you but like it, it was a really cold night too um and he looks at me and he's like what is it and I was just like okay a little shocked here but I don't know maybe he's allergic to something or you know or something so I'm like oh it's like grilled chicken and some rice and some veggies and he was just like Oh, uh, it's just that I, I can't have chicken right now. And I was just like, why, uh, what? And he was like, well, my um coach, it has me on a diet and none of, n- I can't eat anything. And my, my teammates can't have this like bad food. And I was just like, it's a grilled chicken. Like, what the hell? What's unhealthy about that? But also like, I just didn't expect him to be picky about, me oh, giving him food. Like, you know, if you're on the street and you're starving, then you'll just, I assume you'd eat what you can get. And he literally looked at it like he was doing me a favor by taking it. And so I was like, D- do you want it? Because if you don't want it, it's fine, I'll take it. And he's like, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. And then he took the food and I don't even know if he ate it. But I remember walking away being like, I am never fucking getting a homeless person a fucking plate of food. I, I intentionally
2: no. know. No, if, if I get something for free, like I got a tea and I was like, oh, I don't want the tea. So um, like I was getting stuff for coworkers, and I got like a tea, my coffee and her tea and they gave us an extra one. And I was, I was like, walk up with the
0: homeless person. And I was like, hey, do you want some tea? And he was like, oh, sorry, I don't drink tea. I was like. Okay. I'm <laughs> so sorry but like the whole time you we were telling that story. I was just remembering that scene from scared Movie. Where he was just like, "Can I have a dollar?" She's like, "Here, I got you a sandwich." And then they keep walking. He's like, "I asked for a dollar."
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I got over it. Like, I I do still buy right. them food That's if I can. So but
0: crazy, it's just like, wait, <laughs> hey, I make decent money, and if somebody says like, "Hey, do you want this free food?" I'm like, "Did you do anything to it?" <laughs> yeah. I'll i love when people offer me free food that's
2: like the weight of my heart it's like yeah like i'll take it i mean as long as you didn't do nothing to it (laughs) that's i should start asking that question did you do something to it not like (laughs) 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 Oh oh
0: my god okay um so we're gonna wrap this episode up by talking about stereotypes um so like you said earlier in the episode like you're kind of sick of the stereotypes of like oh you guys are materialistic the valley girl trope oh god like what gets under your skin more than anything
1: um i feel like LA people get a really bad rap for being mean and I'm just kind of like I don't think we're mean I think you guys are meeting people who came here looking for something and then didn't get it and so they're bitter as hell and they're always the ones that are like oh my god like you know I don't I don't know whatever it is um they're always complaining about something (laughs) and we're just like Can you go back to where you came from then? God damn. Um, But yeah, I don't think we're mean because real LA people, the people who grew up here are actually super chill. We're super nice. We usually will show like, because we're so used to tourists being around or like people that are not from here being around, we usually show them kindness and we're just like, hey, do you need help with something? Like I can show you whatever. Um, And What the fuck, man? We get vitamin D, like, 90% of the year. Of course you're fucking happy.
0: (laughs) I was going to bring that up earlier. That's so funny. I was like, aren't you guys, like, supposed to be nicer? You guys are getting the sun all year round. (laughs) Like, Oh,
1: yeah. I will say... What is that? I will say... I think sometimes people confuse, like, mean for busy. Because people in L.A. don't really... I mean we make time for our downtime, but we don't have downtime every fucking day. So we're always like stressed the fuck out and it's kind of sucks to be in traffic. So in that sense, yeah, maybe we're a little bit impatient, but. Yeah, that's um,
0: true. Cause like, <laughs> I'll be talking to Joanna and she'll be like, oh yeah, I have to work at four. So I'm going to head out and it'll only be like one at your time. And I'm like, why are you leaving for work so early? She's like, girl, the traffic, <laughs> like yep. you have to prepare there. to be prepared yeah. all the time and god i couldn't imagine
2: but i would 100% rather be in my car in traffic than on a bus in traffic at least i can control my own atmosphere and i can like distract myself from the fuckery that i have to endure for the next hour somewhat
1: do would you ride the bus in LA for a, like a daily vlog just just i, have, I thought
2: about it just but have i think I would need somebody there with me.
1: That, oh, yeah, so that would be such
2: good content. Trust me, I've I've opposed the I've opposed the thoughts, and I just like I just don't want to put myself through that. Like, just
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like it's not worth it. It's not worth it.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. I feel like Aqua in Cheetah Girls, and she's like, I do not take the subway. <laughs> <laughs> And then like it'll be like a dire emergency, and I'll. How'd you get here? On the bus. Oh, oh no, bitch. No, bitch.
0: No, no. Now I will just be an hour late in my own car. Pretty much, yeah.
2: But um, I feel like coming to LA, the stereotype kind of that a lot of people that I have run into have body image issues with the media and uh, like body dysmorphia or they are trying to obtain some form of beauty that is uh, like unobtainable instead of accepting their own self and for somebody who struggles with like personal issues with like like body dysmorphia on my own eating disorders in the past um with my own self-worth having that thrown at me all the time was kind of like I had to like find who I am and like dig that person out and only think about that. Instead of yeah. like all of the outside opinions affect me, that's why I'm not in Hollywood or not trying to be in traditional Hollywood because that's a lot being um, like mid-size slash like mid-size on the heavier part of mid-size with like the boobs in the butt and also being a black woman. So I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck no, that's a lot of pressure and I don't need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was a stereotype of ours to be honest with you. That's so interesting.
0: I think it's like... The the more that
2: I'm here and the more spaces that I get into.
1: Oh, got it, got it, got it.
0: I want to say it's like, it might also be kind of like the stigma because you didn't move from over here. And like over here, all we see is like the super plastic, body edited people out there. And it's like, I feel, and I could be wrong about this. Call me out if I am. It's so much easier to get an augmentation done on your body out there. So, like, say you don't like your double chin, you can go get that removed. You don't like where your boobs are, you can go get that replaced. Like, it's there's a lot more opportunity to go get that done. So, you you know, like, body image is kind of like a thing because there's so much more opportunity to get things quote-unquote fixed or done out there. I mean, I
2: guess, yeah, but my
1: train is all left. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think um, much like, you know, you're only getting a slice of LA, you're also in media. Um, I think that the whole, like, you can get things done really easily here is also, like, something that gets a little bit too hyped up in uh, media, because, you know, you're watching celebrities on reality TV shows who, like, it's their business to be interesting. You know what I mean? And they have a lot of money to spend. Usually they're rich people. You don't see too many reality shows where like poor people are getting boob jobs. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it is a kind of a false stereotype that it's not that easy to get it here. It's still really expensive. There's places that won't take you depending on where you come from. Like, like I said, Beverly Hills is extremely racist. And a lot of the places that do that are in Beverly Hills. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say that that's true.
2: Okay. Gonna, I want to agree, but not mostly because of that. Um, a lot of the, cause when I was moving out here, I didn't like, I'm, I've never been the person to like look up to the Kardashians or anything like that. Like I don't ever look at that body because that's the body that I have plus a little extra. And I know it's realistically hard to maintain big ass titties. Like it is hard as fuck to maintain, but who wants that? I don't want them. Um, right. But I think people look at look at like how those women are treated and they kind of think, oh, if I look like that, I'll get treated better. If I look like that, I'll get more followers. If I look like that, I'll get more opportunities because now they're the industry they're the industry standard. And you, and at least in Hollywood, like you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to be able to play certain parts or you won't even get in the door unless you look a certain way or you weigh a certain amount or you're funny or things like that. Um, so I think people are wanting those opportunities and they see those opportunities giving to the same body type, the same look, the same skin tone all the time. They're going to eventually start relating the way that they, that, that look with success. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what about the stereotype that Midwesterners are like overly nice or safe? Do you guys feel like that's true?
2: Yeah, we're pretty nice for the most part. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: it, <laughs> my la is like I don't believe you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, okay, like, we're really like really welcoming. Like, if you stop us on the street, we'll help you. We might send you west in the wrong direction because we didn't really know where you were talking about. But you'll figure it out,
0: and we'll be along. <laughs> by you. Okay. We help you. But it also really depends because. Us, like Juana and I, very yes, very welcoming. We'll try to help you out if we can. But there are people there that, like, yes, they will help you and, you know, try to put on a face where, like, oh, I'm such a good person. But deep down, they're not. Because I don't know how much L.A. changed after the Trump inauguration happened, but... When I moved out here, I was out here maybe a year Mm -hmm. before I went back. Joanna, she has been gone for a few years. We both went back for her cousin's wedding, and we just saw nothing, nothing but Trump flags. And we are very anti-Trump on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. It's just, it was shocking because before that point, there was no indication. It was just, you know white people that were rich or poor, black people that were rich or poor, you know, it was really just depended on where you were, really, because we had, like, it, in Holland, it was the north side and the south side. And... Interesting. Coming back, it was very much Trump or Biden or Trump or Obama, and it was shocking, but at the same time kind of expected because Michigan is a place where people go to retire, go to get away from people. And those people typically are white, rich, powerful, and big. Yeah. Like it's, it's, re- it's really shocking, but at the same time, not. Yeah.
2: And that's like, when I went home from my cousin's wedding, I didn't see a lot. Um, like, at all, but when I went back in October for, uh, just, like, to be there for Halloween, it was shocking because I had never seen that before. Riding down 16th Street up to where my mom lives, I was, like, there were like big banners, and not small ones, big-ass ones, and, like, at our freaking,
0: like, um, at Hope College, too, I was, like, and y'all was are saying, a fan. Yeah. By the time it was between Trump and Biden, it got so bad to the point where people were were hanging confederate flags. And it's like, first of all, Michigan is as north as you can fucking get until you hit Canada. Who the fuck is a confederate person in Michigan? Nobody. (laughs) We are the north of north. We literally can't go any north without hitting fucking, yeah, Canada, like I just said. It was so crazy to me. But I will admit, you know, Michigan has a lot of white people and a lot of people that just don't understand history, really. And it's yeah crazy. I don't, like, there are people that are completely leftist, completely, you know, non-homophobic, trying to stay with the times, trying not to be insensitive in any type of way but there are also those people that are just like my big truck and (laughs) care about those homosexual like you know it's kind of crazy because like you're from michigan why are you acting like you're from the south it doesn't make sense
2: but for some reason people do migrate to michigan like a lot of people from other states or Holland they migrate to Holland a lot of other people migrate to Holland from other states and other cities and I'm like why why do we attract people what is so great about our little town like like the way it was when I was younger and the way it is now is very different there's still some similarities mm-hmm. but it is a very different experience
0: I think over the years it is like the difference between rich and poor had definitely separated by like a mile because we have so many like we have fucking Betsy DeVos living there. She has a hou- two houses there. Oh, yeah. Betsy DeVos lives in Holland. Well, she has like a mansion there, like the DeVos man. We it's called the DeVos Mansion. It's on. Uh, wow. You bought that? She ha- That's her family's. Wait, who are we talking about? Um. Do you know the woman? Well, maybe. Uh, the woman who is in charge of the educational system of, of America. She has two... Ho- their family has two houses in Holland. So
2: she's the DeVos family. Yes. Okay, you can just say she's the DeVos family.
0: The DeVos family. Because
2: I don't know who the... I don't know the other name.
0: Um, but all- anyway, um. There are, like, super rich parts of Holland that, like, I didn't know of until a few years ago when I was hanging out with my buddy, who's now my roommate, and his uncle, who showed us. Because, like, literally... It is back in the beaches, like up where the sand dunes are, they're just big, big no, ass. Oh, we
2: used to drive over there all the time.
0: No, I'm telling no, not there. It's even further back.
2: Yeah, I know. Like when I was in when we were when we did escape that church group, um, one of the what? Like, all
0: the way back what? Escape. It what escape?
1: Did you say when we escaped that church group?
0: No, it no, was a church group called Escape. <laughs>
1: um i was like what i need to hear that fucking story
2: (laughs) that would be be an interesting story but no um (laughs) they were like they sponsored uh escape and they lived way way back in like where the hills were and like they had a house on the hill and we like went to their house and stuff like that
0: like super super rich people i had no idea and so like the more time went on, the more it was just like, that's a rich neighborhood. That's a poor neighborhood. That's, you know. Middle. And it was kind of just like different places where people would, like, people stayed. And we're saying poor, but we're, it's like, mid, it's like middle ground because okay. they're not like poor. Yeah. They're
2: like poor, poor. And then there's, you're like doing okay. Right. But it's not as well, well I mean, of a care of
0: area. The people in the 40s, I'm not 100% on. Hey, I used to live in the 40s.
1: What's the Farthings?
0: Okay. Um, it's so um, is, is like this uh, collection of apartment buildings that I I don't want to disrespect you, but a lot of like lower middle class goes. I oh, mean, okay. It's, it's
2: just a complex. Like they do, they accept like Section Eight, and there it's like sub sort of like subsidized housing. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's a better way of saying it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like. People, people – it, it would be, like, the 40s, which is, it's
0: called <laughs> – yeah, it's, it's called – It's, like, a whole complex – it's, like, a whole cluster uh, of – right? It's called
2: 40 West. They call it the 40s. And then you go, like, up a little bit, and then there's Meadow Lanes, which is where I live for the majority of my life. And then next door to there is Falcon Woods, which they said was a little more upscale, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. When I grew up, they were, like, oh, like, yeah, like, you moved to – the, uh, you move next door when you've like made it or you have a little bit more money. Um, wow. so yeah, there's kind of like tears to the, the subsidized housing in, in my town. Um, and you people, yeah. you, when they first moved there, they go to the forties because it's cheaper. Um, it's all the school districts are in that area. Blah, blah, blah.
1: That is so interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, so yeah, that's that's so interesting that you guys brought all that stuff up because one of the stereotypes that at least I've heard about them, like Midwesterners basically, is that they're like heavy Trump supporters, like not very diverse. And I guess like it depends on what city in the Midwest you come from, but
0: you're thinking of like Wisconsin. I want to say like, well, it was kind <laughs> of like, There was, like, older white people that didn't want to mix, and then there were, like, the kids that, like, were all in school together and, like, didn't give a fuck, essentially. Yeah. So, like, the older generation, I want to say kind of, like, and I hate saying this, but kind of, like, stuck with their own. But, like, the younger you went, the more diverse it was. Yeah. Um. But before we go, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Was religion a big part of your upbringing?
1: Mm, yes and no. Uh, I, I grew up going to two churches growing up. Um, my grandma, I think she was an evangelist, Christian. Um, and her church was hella loud. It was like those, like, get up and stop churches. <laughs> um, and then uh, when I got a little bit older, I started going um, to church with my aunt. And hers was Seventh-day seven Adventist, um, which is a type of Christian faith. Um, and her church was, like, the complete opposite. It was, like, very quiet, reserved. People were very polite. Not that people aren't polite in the other church, but just, you know, a little bit more formal is like, guess what I mean to say. Um, so I went to church until I was like eight or nine. And then my aunt stopped being able to take me. So I just didn't really go back. But I do feel like I'm spiritual. I don't really feel like.
0: I guess um, I'm going to try to rephrase my question. Did you feel like it was more like up into your face like was it involved in schooling did you see it a lot like i i understand that you went and like it was kind of like your family's choice and like a personal choice and you know again mm-hmm. totally okay but the reason i asked is because over here in the midwest like religion is such a big thing to people like in holland there's a church on every corner
1: oh, there are <laughs>
0: Then there are McDonald's here. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy. And I mean, like all types, and but all churches. And it's kind of it was really in your face. In this, I remember growing up in school, we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And mm-hmm. I remember going to this, or I remember my classmate was um. I believe he was Muslim and he didn't say he didn't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance because it says, you know, under God. And he didn't want to say. And I remember my mind being fucking blown because I was like, holy shit, he doesn't believe in God. There's other like. Yeah i'm gonna say christianity and catholicism was like so prominent growing up in our little town that it was kind of mind-blowing when other religions started coming in
1: and interesting interesting interesting
0: i was i guess i was kind of asking like did it happen in your schools was it like very in your face because it's very in your face over here and joanna did you do you happen to see a difference when you moved I mean, um, like something you thought about, no, because, um, like
2: I, I've always said, like my journey with God is my own. Uh, I don't, I don't go in LA. I have not, I went to go seek church a few times, but like everything else, it's so mainstream and, um, they try to make it. So at least like the church that I went to, um, they were making it all like 21st century hip and talking about like hinder and bumble in the service and i was like i was like okay this is very like 21st century I want like a bald black man preaching the Bible to me, and I want him to like have to wipe his head every few seconds because he's feeling the word. Really, that's what I'm looking for. I want to see you feel it, and having these people, I'm like, I don't, I don't think you're feeling the Lord right now. So it was very like boring mainstream for me. Um, Back home, I always sought out things and like sought out the Lord in church programs, and church people are usually the nicest people. They're the there are the exceptions, of course, but usually people who um, believe in God and don't shove it down your throat, but find it interesting that y'all have that in common are usually the nicest
1: people. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, Emily. Um, sorry, I misunderstood the question the first time you asked no, it. Oh, that's but, hard, um, fine. I'm glad that you <laughs>
0: up about your experience. Oh, thanks.
1: Yeah. Um, No, I wouldn't say it's pushed upon you here. Like I'm Latina. So through my culture, it was a little bit more present, but no, out here, like, I mean, LAUSD is by far not the best school district, Um, but they at least like, they're pretty good about like, not, they keep the classroom neutral basically they don't take too many stances on things um like religion so uh, it wasn't really an issue there um at least in my experience maybe for somebody else who's like non-christian they had a different experience but um but yeah I think there's just so many like again everything goes back to the diversity of LA like there's so many different types of people here um that it's not really something I think about or not it's not something people talk about unless you're like close enough to talk about that kind of thing because it can be really polarizing
2: okay um I want to say in closing unless Emily you have anything else in closing um since we are talking about like geographically if you were to leave the place that you are now, Emily, you Detroit, me, LA, Jennifer, you LA, where would you go? Like if you could spend like a couple of years just exploring, um, where would you go?
0: I honestly, I think I would go to Colorado. I feel like, yes, it is expensive to live there, but I feel like it would be something that I would work hard to live in. I feel like that is a state that is, I want to say progressive enough for me because a lot of like, you know, a lot of things that are becoming more legalized, a lot of things that are becoming more like pushed to the side or what I agree with. So I this feel is like it's would... supposed to be Spitfire. it's supposed to be. Spit I'm spit sorry, fire. Colorado.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was like thinking of what my answer was going to be. And it was like really long. So I'm glad you said that.
0: My bad. Yeah, I think I would move to Colorado. I feel like I would I would do good there.
2: With then? Jennifer?
1: Does it have to be in the US?
2: No, I was thinking not the US. Oh. Amsterdam. Amsterdam? <laughs> Amsterdam?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I went there, um I studied abroad and I went there for like a couple days. Um, I felt this feeling in my gut that there was something there. Cause that was one of my loneliest times ever because I went by myself I remember it was really hard to be there but there's something in my gut that was like there's something here for you so I have this like belief that one of one of these days in my life I'm gonna end up in Amsterdam
0: I love that not to get too deep (laughs) I love that for you that's how I felt about LA same. I didn't know we were talking about out of country. I, I would pick Japan. I love it there so much. I would even give up weed to live there. That's so interesting.
2: Um, I knew you were going to say that though. Um, me, it would either be the South of France or the British Virgin Islands.
0: Why the British the Virgin, Virgin Islands? I've never heard that from you.
2: Um, because it's, it's still in the U.S. It's not that far. Like you don't have to have a passport to go to BVI, Um, so if my mom like wants to come visit it's beautiful it's tropical it's an island that not many people know about so you wouldn't have that many tourists True. so yeah I think it'd be just like a cool place to have like a second house to just get away from the city Um, but majority, I would love to live in the south of France somewhere where it's typically warmer where I could like get into the culture find me a French husband have a few children
0: have those beautiful black and white twin babies. Oh Lord, I haven't yeah. said that in so long. But yeah, that's where I would go.
1: Find yourself someone from south- southern France, not northern France. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's to for another northern time. You
2: can't do the snow. That's why I didn't say
0: Paris. Thank
1: God. Oh yeah. Although visit Paris is so beautiful.
0: <laughs> I would say okay. go once because you wanna go because like you want to go so badly. Not for me.
2: I know, she she feeds on the stereotypes of the French.
0: Stereo- oh my God. It, it was prominent when I was there. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry that they lived up to their stereotypes. You cannot tell me my experiences weren't happening. I didn't think nice to hear this. <laughs>
2: I didn't say that, but you were like, they were just really smelly. And I was like, is that the only thing that you experienced while you were there?
0: What? <laughs> that is not I- the only thing I experienced <laughs> when I was... There. Okay, we're going to have... We're going to discuss this in a later episode. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um. Thank, thank you for so much, off.
0: Jennifer. Thank for you. Us. I'm sorry, Joanna, for my, for interrupting you. <laughs>
2: um, Like...
0: Like always, like, subscribe
2: on all the websites, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Um, Follow me on Instagram, Joana Denise. Emily is m.j. Yep, em.j at
0: 1796. And then
2: Jennifer is not really on Instagram.
1: Um, I got nothing to plug except uh, take a reusable straw or don't fucking use a straw at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes sustainability overall all right
1: see you guys okay bye guys